Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. We are just about at the end, sadly. We are talking about Season 15, Episode 19, Inherit the Earth. I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me, I've got Ryan Denton. Hey! And Michael Flores. Hello! Guys, I... Yes? <sighs> yes, yes? We're fucking here, man. No, no, we're... We're, we're close. We're, Next well, we'll be there. We are close to the end of the entire series, as sad and as shocking as that is. But really, we also got the end of this season with this episode. And I know there was some confusion amongst some of the fans for that. Us included. Some of the fans? Us included. I was like, what? Some of the fans in this room. All right, so hear me out, guys. What uh, I want to do for the show is have a season finale, but then I want to have a series finale, I swear, and not tell anybody about it five weeks. <laughs> Dude, I, I scoured the internet for articles about that whole thing, about the two-hour uh, series finale. People are still confused. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Finally, yeah. I found something via TV Guide because one of our listeners sent us a link and it explained exactly what it is. I'm like, oh, TV Guide, this thing still exists? That's a thing still? I guess so. Yeah. My grandma still reads the black and white, you know, print version. You said it wrong. Say it right. You're Nana. <laughs> You're not a. <laughs> That's so racist. Just as, uh, how is that racist? How do you know it's not my Irish grandmother? You call her your not. Do you I, don't, not? I, I don't call my Irish grandmother that. What do you call your Irish grandmother? Nothing. She's dead. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh. You made me walk right Thank into you that. for reminding me of such a oh, tragic time. Oh, how tragic was it? It was tragic. Were you alive? Yes. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it was last Thursday, you asshole. Oh. He died of Corona. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, you know, Mike, what I always say that's what old people do. That's what you say? They, they, they die. die. <laughs> Jeez. What an asshole. I can't wait till he's like 60 years old. Dude, you're not even, you're going to be dead before me. So who cares? How do you know? Because you're older than me. He takes that, better care of himself. What logic? Is that like 10 year old logic? That's like yes. child logic. Yes. No, I'm five and a half, so I'm in it's charge. The, it's the same logic when someone like that is younger than you says, oh, well, you're older than me. So you'll get there before me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's how that works. You dumb fuck. <laughs> this monkey in the Patreon page that sent a, a picture of the entire Supernatural crew. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> and it says a piece of shit with tiny feet. And guess who it is? Oh, God. Oh. That's some good quality fun right there. Oh, look at him. 
He looks like he's 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 fiending. He looks like he's fiending for a meatball sandwich. And they get it. Is it? Is there a back in the green room? Is Dude, a, you're the showrunner, or you're supposed to be. And you're third string in the back. Yeah. Uh, Linder Hill says in the Patreon chat, I wasn't confused. I listened to what Jensen and Jared said in interviews. <laughs> well, she's sm- <laughs> you're smarter than us. <laughs> I, you know, listen, That's not I, even a joke because I thought I it was a two-hour I finale. I can't track down hundreds of interviews. Come on. I yeah, just we're, we're busy doing other shows. And, and, and let's be honest, I'm too busy, you know, staring into Jensen's dreamy eyes to pay attention to anything he's saying. Yes. Out of his mouth. <laughs> Very that, sexist. That sexy it's man. so sexist. But you know what? He's not an object, Mike. Oh, okay. he is. He's a person and an object. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. With big feet. <laughs> does he have big feet? Oh, I'm sure he does. All right. Oh, those are big. Here we are at the end, <laughs> essentially, it seems, of the, not only the 15-year show run, but Dab's story. It seems the whole buildup, what Jack's ultimate purpose was the culmination of the, def- the defeat, the fight against God, the end game 2.0 earth shattering event wrapped up in a single episode. And it, it ended his four year run essentially with this, whatever comes next. We don't really know. Some of it says it's going to be something like a, farewell it'll be very personal it'll be sam and dean specific some people say it's going to be a monster of the week we're not really 100 percent sure what that looks like yet but for all intents and purposes the culmination of all the 15 years of events ends here in this episode with the defeat of chuck and what that looks like and what the next chapter will bring for them and andrew dab and his writers brought their run to an end with a lot of feelings that it's hard to process because there's things that fit and things that work. And as fans of the show, so much of it's going to be painful no matter how it goes down. Yeah. And it's got stuff that we have come to expect, not only from a season finale, but a chapter finale. Uh, And when we say that, we mean basically a showrunner's time there. Big story elements that have been running for years have been brought to a close and have had some culmination such as Castiel's decision to save Kelly Klein, the paradise on earth. Will this develop in the way that he envisioned and thought? We don't really know, but Jack is the one to lead us there or lead humanity there. It seems him being the one now the almighty, the unity, he and Amara together in one entity of harmony. I never thought I'd say this, but you know, instead of someone being inside Amara, Mara was inside someone else. Damn, strap on. Yeah, that's fan fiction right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a fan fiction thing. Is it? Was there a Jack in uh, Amara? Was uh, a Jacka? I'm I'm shipping it now. Yeah. What 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 would the name of that be though? I don't know. Uh, uh, ja- Jamara. Amara. Amara and Jack. <laughs> Just keep it simple. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Whatever. I guess that works. But he, Jack's creation and his existence did bring about what we're led to believe paradise on earth. That really was the backbone of Dab's entire run. The Nephilim that should not have existed. The idea that the son of Lucifer was born good, was a good person with a a kind human heart who would lead everyone, all of us to salvation, to a true sense of free will, a true sense of controlling your own destiny. No longer being hamsters on a wheel, puppets in a cage, or, or you know, puppets on a stage. None of that. And 
we even get some of that with what his fi- some of his final words to Sam and Dean in this episode. You know, and we yes, we haven't seen the very final episode of the show yet. But it does seem like it's going to be an epilogue of sorts. The yeah. story is at an end. This was the final chapter. And for better or worse, that's how it ended. What we have to look forward to in a few days as time of recording will be the epilogue that that last little bit where we see our characters who knows how long in the future whether it's a day or or years i hope so i'm gonna tell you right now if it is them like a time jump i'm gonna hit my head against the wall i i I don't want that it depends on on the time it depends Uh, on how it's done if it's a couple of months like like, okay that okay that's or a year even but yeah. if it's like ten years later, well, I'm gonna oh, hit my head. And they against have the wall. like, yeah, no, no, that's they're, bullshit. They're not gonna do that. If they, d- d- don't say that, Mike. This is Dab we're talking about here. They're not gonna do that. This is I, Dab we're talking listen, about. Listen, I have faith in small feet. Okay, oh, okay, <laughs> little foot. Yeah, I have. I, you know how much faith I have about little the size of found, one of his foot. Littlefoot found the hidden valley or whatever the. But Thomas, Littlefoot also had. It also took 13 movies for Littlefoot to do it. <laughs> Littlefoot also had Petrie and Sarah as well. That's true. And Ducky and, Ducky. and Spot or Spike. Jesus. All right. Now, we oh. know it's going to be an epilogue of sorts. And we know it's going to be a very personal episode for Sam and Dean. It's going to be, as we've been told from the actors and the showrunners, an actor's episode. I did listen to this interview. <laughs> Lender Hill. <laughs> so we're gonna get wincest in this one right is this they're gonna fuck for an hour straight yeah. whoa well, well whoa. i mean we already got destiel so we might as well just go for the trifecta and end it you know so you can't do that because now Castiel's not a part of it so that'd just be mean oh that's true i will say that i do like this idea honestly it, it depends on how it's it depends ultimately on how it goes yeah it depends ultimately on how it's delivered but i honestly like that they did a I mean, yes, in retrospect, obviously it would have been nicer to get a lot more story prior to episode 19 yeah. so that the episode would have felt a little jammed with a lot of things moving, you know, moving around, a lot of moving parts at the last minute. But now that we have the episode and it feels fine to move into a final episode where we can kind of not not wrap up the immediate threats, but give ultimate closure to Sam Winchester and Dean Winchester. I think that's actually a really good call because imagine 15 years. Can you really wrap up 15 years of character? Right. In in let's say a regular run of the mill season finale. No, why do that? Give yourself that episode, make it a, a true series finale that brings all the closure we need for those characters en- enough with the world setting. If they want to give us some world setting, fine. It would be nice. But if they just solely focus on Sam and Dean's mindset moving forward and where they're going to be at See, letting us know, Hey, you know what? They're going to be okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I'm like 50, 50 here on this because I am. I feel like this should have been just, you should have taken a lot. This episode that we're about to cover this last episode and just made one big episode and, and call, it gave us a two hour long, you know, episode 19 and 20 put together. And because this is, it just feels weird to me to have all that emotion of the last portion of this episode and then go into another episode 
next this week. It feels weird because it's something we usually don't do. And, right. and, I, and I get that. I, Unless I you look that. at season 12. Look at season 12. All true. We I, had essentially kind of like this setup. Yeah, that's true. I, I just We had the series finale and then we had this episode that kind of wrapped up loose ends and gave us closure. So Dab likes to do these things. He does the two parters, and I don't know. I, I just I, I'm 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 very I'm very fifty fifty on this. Like, part of me would have rather just had a grandiose send us off, you know, one last big monster uh, hurrah two hour episode and been done. What if we get an episode that's just like a monster of the week, which I believe that's what we're <sighs> getting, but they die from a werewolf bite. Oh, oh, Mike, why would you say that? And they. <laughs> That's fucked. Well, Dean always said it would end bloody. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. should you. see Thomas's face. I right hate now. you. I swear to God, if Dude, that happens. I, I full on just did that Jonah Hill gif from uh, War Dogs where you're just like, you got to be fucking. fucking honestly, my me. money is on a baby episode. Now, yes, Carver is amazing, and he's the reason why that entire baby episode came about and was awesome. You know, because he's a great showrunner. Yeah. But I'm hoping we get something like that. Honestly, if they're talking about it being a very personal and intimate episode, and we'll be talking about this more in depth during a video cast coming out tomorrow with the regular discussion. Uh, but I'm hoping we get something like that. Just focus. We all know. What do we always say? When it's just Sam and Dean and we focus on them and their acting, it's always good. Yeah. yeah but, but here's here's my here's my point. What I was trying to say is. The, the 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 feeling I got with this last episode of, you know, at the very end, and I know we're going to cover it, but, like, I got a feeling as, like, okay, they're done. Like, this is it. Things are over. Like, and I even got the, asp- the feeling of, like, okay, monsters are not a thing anymore. Like, as everyone got wiped off the earth, yeah. it, you know, all Jack had to do was bring back people. He didn't have to bring back monsters. Right. He's God now, right? Right. So, for me, like, when they say, oh, we're done. And I'm thinking, okay, so how do you do another episode? It just, I think it's, it's, just, it's weird. It's just weird. I get what you're saying. I, I yeah. totally get what you're saying, where it feels like you've had this climax in denouement, and now you're going to have just... Oh, I don't know what it's like to climax, but yeah. <laughs> you're just going to have this sort of wiping up the stains moment. Yes. You know. Make but... sure, finally, when you do climax, make sure you have some tissue around and something to clean up. I don't know. You might be I, surprised. Are you sure? What comes out of your penis. <laughs> <laughs> but... I had the I same also, conversation with my kid six months ago. Wait, what? Oh, did you really? You had to have the jerk off conversation? Oh, of course. Come on. Not, the, uh, not the, that conversation, but just the conversation. The birds and the bees, Ryan. Oh, you told him where they're his yeah, ding, so ding dongs Yeah, so that's why for. I feel like I'm, I'm competent enough to have that conversation with you as well. Yeah, <laughs> at 35 years when old. When you're I, finally <laughs> ready to come, <laughs> I'm here for Jesus. you. Thank God. Thank God someone's here to, to help you come. Help me, help I'll talk come. you through it. Yeah, talk me, talk me through it. What, what are you going to tell me? Uh, <laughs> that was a perfect for the drop. God damn it. What Mike. drop? Uh, what drop? Let me produce the show. <laughs> you were too slow. Come on, baby. Come for me. God. God damn it. All right. I get what you're saying, Ryan. I totally understand that because it, it all feels like over my fist. <laughs> it feels like you don't have anywhere to go. Yes. But I do agree, Mike. I think with something this monumental, this many seasons, you do really need to have. I want it this separate standalone closure because it's not just about what was happening in the series. I, I do think if it had been a two hour finale, that would have been 
the best of both worlds where we finish the story yes. halfway through and then we wrap up the show as a whole at the yes. end. It'll depend. It'll If they do a good job, we say that all the time, then we won't have any reason to say boo or any complaints about the entire thing. And we've heard that this is Jared's favorite episode ever. And again, as we've said on this show, I really do hope that's true. I really do hope that this is the one that they really knocked it out of the park with and that this gives the fans all those heartbreaking emotions that we've been, Look, been if, masochists for for the last 15 de- years. If I don't deposit one single man tier, it's not it's not a good episode. But we know it's going to be great, guys. Come on. I know. Like, it's it's Jensen and Jared. And I think, That's why I'm not yeah. worried about it. No, I'm not either. I'm and not I worried about the, it. I just, the emotions of 15 years and knowing this is the end will hit no, as well. it's the end for now. Now, this episode did have, as Mike said, there was the whole edge of your seat, what's actually going to happen with this, because we've been asking that for not only just the entire season, but for well over a year now. Yeah. And this episode had some good things going for it. The cinematography was great. It might have been some of the best executed shots consistently in one episode since season five. It had some great fucking moments. Dude, frame after frame. Some stuff that just you don't see much these days. Serge wanted to end on a high note, and I'm glad he did. He did a whole entire interview with Cinematography Magazine, I read, and he was talking about Supernatural and his love for the show and how he stayed on board for, you know, 15 years because of this reason here. And I've been waiting for him to bring that back. And I know a lot of it has to do with the writing of the show as well. I mean, the writing is the blueprint. Serge isn't going to be like, and then I'm going to do this because it may conflict with the emotions within the script or the subtext. A lot of those elements come from the writer and it's up to the cinematographer to bring those emotions out from within the script. And I don't think many of the episodes during Dab's run have have necessarily been designed, you know, for for, that. for visual metaphor. They yeah. just they just it's just not within Dab's wheelhouse. And I'm not being mean. I'm just that's saying not, that's not a mean. Not thing, every no. showrunner is able to to do those types of things. And he already struggles with keeping a myth arc cohesive to begin with. You know, heaven forbid, throw in some amazing cinematography. So I've been waiting for this to happen, and I'm glad that Surge took it upon himself. I'm sure, along with Show Walter, to say, "Hey, listen, this is what we're gonna do." Yeah, and we're gonna make sure every shot is just fantastic. Everything was great. Yeah, and it was on point. I, I 100% agree. And it had we we know we talk about fan service being a bit of a negative thing, but. We had some closure to some questions that we had, or at least that I personally had, such as what was going on with Lucifer since he was awoken in the empty. We get a little bit of him showing up again to remind us that he's a asshole, basically. Yeah, a big time that asshole. He's totally can't be trusted and he's a douche, which was still fun. Yeah, still fun for me. Um, well, my uh, Pellegrino's amazing. Pellegrino does a fantastic job and he just sells the character whether the script is there really to back him up or not he sells the character and he will always be that character and i am kind of glad that he that wasn't a dangling thread as we went into this final installment here and we got what ryan's always wanted and that's adam to get fucked yes (laughs) guys i don't i can't tell tell you dude adam can't get a break dude right holy shit i can't tell you how fucking excited i was when that happened Oh my like, God. Amazing. At this point, you just got to fucking laugh. Like that guy's entire life was 
Dad doesn't want me. Die mysteriously. Brothers betray me. Tortured in hell. Best friend ever. Awesome. Doesn't care that I died. Awesome. And learns nothing from our moral compass sessions. And then just gets whisked away. And then just... <laughs> I was heaven, like, I guess. this is awesome. You know, Adam is a perfect example why pro-choice shouldn't always reign supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I did feel fucking bad though. John should have just pulled out. You know, yeah. I mean, this guy just just fucked. I thought it was great. I think it was probably the best part of the entire year. <laughs> the best part of the entire year. Yep, this entire season. <laughs> That's was, so messed up. Dude, was, that character, like, look, wow. Dude, look, here's the thing. Let's let's be completely honest. He's got more of a career than Misha does now. Let's be Who? honest. Adam. Jake Abel. Jake Abel, yeah. Does he, though? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but will he be the next governor of California? <laughs> uh, uh, Linder Hill says some of us would have been perfectly happy without Lucifer. And I'm sure some people were. And, and I'm we not ha- saying it made a whole lot of sense. We have some thoughts on that later yeah. in the show, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying I enjoyed it as best I could. Despite the fact that, like, it didn't it last be, long at it all. It had to be. Pellegrino is great. Yes. Yeah. So to see him act is fun. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean. Doesn't I, mean it made sense I, and should have happened. Yeah. No. But the other thing, too, is it's something that needed to be touched. But touched it was, on. you know, Dab and Singer tipping their hat off to the fans. Yeah. Like we talked about in the Just pre-show. the tip. Just the tip. Now, if you guys want to hear more of the Supernatural, the Crossroads discussion, we do talk about things outside of just the episode with the pre-shows, as Mike just alluded to there, where we get into topics that are a little bit more casual. It's some of the stuff that we talk about amongst ourselves before we get into the main discussion, usually about things that don't quite fit into the standard episode. If you guys are interested in any of that stuff, or if you want to hear some of the retrospective reviews where we've gone all the way back to the pilot episode in season one, head on over to patreon.com slash Digital. Subscribe to the behind-the-scenes tier for all that pre-show content, or the video cast tier where you can get the retrospective reviews and everything below that as well. Every little bit helps keep the lights on here, lets us do more, and we appreciate each and every one of you. All right, so let's get into one of the last synopsis. Ryan, you're the expert. Can you handle it? I can. I got this one. All right. Everything is on the line as the battle against God continues. A familiar face returns to join the fight. That's a bit of a misnomer. There's two familiar faces. Yeah, but (laughs) one of them doesn't matter. All right, so this was the last directed episode by John F. Showalter and the last written episode by the duo Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner. And which probably should have been a clue that Lucifer was showing up, but you know, eh, whatever we're here with, without that. That is true. Huh? They it really they, should have they been write his episodes. They write they? his episodes they in hindsight. That was a clue, but let's start with Jack. Jack is the main element. Jack has been the main story backbone for all of dabs run. He is the one that was, he's Neo. He was the one needed to yeah, set everything one. right. With the Jack equation, honestly, it probably could have gone either way. If someone else had raised him, he might not have ever learned compassion, empathy, what it's like to be a decent human being. That's honestly why the moment when he tells Sam and Dean that he learned from watching them and learned from Castiel and learned from his mother worked so well. 
because the writers did, in a way, move the importance away from J- Jack is powerful, but he's not. He's only who he is. He's only as good as he is because of Sam and Dean. Yep. Because they taught him life lessons and values and Castiel taught him life lessons and values and things that make you a decent person. As he said, that made him a Winchester. I I thought that worked. I thought that was a good way that Chuck's biggest thing was that he's missing human empathy. He's, he's not human. He can never really be human. He doesn't care. He he can never understand either, which is weird because Amara does. Yeah. But he never had that in him. And Jack being this raised as a mortal kind of idea helped bring that sense of closure in a way that made sense. Sam and Dean had to be a part of that. It wouldn't have worked without them. The two guys who refuse to quit on human life, who refuse to quit on each other, have shown how decent how good, how honest and true and and compassionate they are, are the ones who essentially shaped God into current God into the person he is today or will be. I think that was an important aspect to make sure that was stated because Mm -hmm. what will make him different? Why is he so different? Yes. How will we not repeat the same mistakes? Right. It's no different than, you know, how psychopaths are born. You know, they're, are ra- they're not born, but uh, how you can... I can't talk. Never mind. How they're <laughs> raised? <laughs> I just gave up like that. <laughs> you did. You were literally on a roll and then just fucking stopped. I just don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. No, I feel like in order for us not to lose track of the importance of Sam and Dean, even though that's been made clear numerous times, for Jack to save the day, essentially, right? In order for in order for us to be okay with him defeating the bad guy, yeah, we have to know that Jack is the way he is. He's good. He's pure because he has watched Sam and Dane, and he knows how much they love people. And, you know, and they, saving people, and the fact that they sacrifice themselves time and time again. Jack was raised around that. I mean, this could have gone a complete different direction if he was raised by his father lucifer yeah it would have been a completely different scenario or if he was raised by chuck himself let's say chuck early on had realized that this is going to be a threat and he chose to take him under his wing we would have been talking about something very different right now and i like that they stressed that the importance of parenting the importance of raising a child the right way teaching them right from wrong i thought that was a powerful statement well, there's been that whole idea of nature versus nurture with Jack since season 12, mid-season finale, when they came up with the idea of him as a character as a whole. You'd need to have that question be answered. And I do think it was a good job to put the importance back on Sam and Dean, despite the fact that Jack is new age God or the new light and darkness the he's combination the new, new. he's the new god just call you him needed that so I, I do think that was a good way to have them still retain their importance despite their lowly mortal stature now we also learn the mystery behind jack's powers we thought that he might be some sort of new age death or new version of death he got her powers somehow there might have been something that happened to that effect which 
wasn't exactly true. It turns out that he had been absorbing powers, which is how we defeat Chuck throughout this. It kind of makes sense with what Billy was trying to do originally. Whatever Billy had been working on was designed to consume the light and the dark and destroy both entirely. In a way, you still kind of got that. It still absorbed, he still absorbed power, some sort of battery or siphon to those elements, but it wasn't exactly the same way. It was a little bit more controlled, contained. We didn't get a lot of explanation as to how that all worked, but it had something to do with him and his Hadouken blast in the empty. But, you know, it, it kind of works, especially when we're looking back at how Jack was getting his powers in the earlier part of the season, consuming power through the Grigori heart, consuming power through these rituals, literally consuming the occultum, although I have a lot of questions about that still, but that's for later. He being this sort of drain on Chuck's power on his resources to allow him to absorb the power, absorb the light without having to destroy it. I think it worked. I think it had, go ahead. I, I was, I was, I was okay with it. And I think the, the, the thing that like conceptually, yeah I, yeah. I, yeah, I was okay with it. And I think, you know, Jack, I actually like this a little bit better than my whole theory of Sam and Dean being God and, and playing God and one being the devil. I, I like this because we have groomed Jack in the last couple seasons to basically, you know, accept this power. And I think the other thing that I really enjoyed, and I actually didn't see coming, I think they really did a good job of duping us into thinking that Jack was fucked up. Yeah. By like, oh, look, he walks by these plants and they wilter. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I, and I when they finally kind of did the the reveal, let's just air quote it reveal. The Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes thing. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's it wasn't great, but I did enjoy that swerve mm-hmm. um, because I I totally didn't see that coming, and I think it was it was that was well done. The way they did the whole Robert Downey Jr. thing was like, okay, that's a bit you know heavy handed, but I enjoyed that I didn't see that coming, and I enjoyed that um, kind of a twist. I guess twist would probably be the right word. I guess um, of making Jack basically sucking power. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's the only way they could have made it work. See, once again, we have issues with dab as showrunner because you essentially leave these writers to do all the work. And I know that's kind of silly to say because that's what the writers are supposed to do, but you're also, but you're also supposed to give them some help. And it feels like, Hey, you do this. And then I want you to do this with it. And each writer is like, wait, you want me to do what with what amount of information? And that's why I feel like that not the problem, but uh, what the reveals and the way they solve certain issues is honestly the only way they could have done it in an episode that is coming off of a season that really didn't set up a lot. Yeah. So having the writers having us essentially draw conclusions to the Gregory and the, the nuclear blast in the empty that was Jack. I mean, all of that does work when you really think about it. It just would have been nicer if they would have explained a little bit of how and why he absorbs other than simply the nuclear blast. Well, the problem, and this is something that the chat had brought up too, that it requires us to read a lot between the lines. 
it's it's both very heavy exposition telling us all this stuff that there was no way we were going to know otherwise like a Scooby-Doo episode while also assuming that we could plug in and find the clues and see how that was influenced, such as Jack with the Gregory heart consuming the power, the idea that God is in everything. So when he's absorbing this like God-like energy by walking past the plants, it's because he's absorbing that. You have that little tie to Adam's whole plan one or two up ep- two episodes ago. So there's hints here and there and I do think that's a problem with the showrunner because they were given, hey, fix everything and come up with a way to kill God in one episode. And all that stuff that we've spent the entire season setting up beforehand cannot be used and is no use except for Jack's content. So none of the bu- bullet wound, none of the Leviathan spell, none of the... He can't see them, not even the Jack explosion, which was written by him, but not, I guess, in the way he thought it would be. I think that the writers did the best job with what they had, but that's not a lot of page space to put all of that stuff together. And it also kind of creates a little bit of a pacing issue, I feel, because we have the big stretch of how else do you get rid of Chuck at this point? Where not yeah. not what you would have done two years ago. Yeah. Because right. we would say reset the board four years ago. There's a lot you could do. Yeah. But with what we have, this is the only thing they could have done. They've already established they can't kill God. And if right. they would have put him in a cage, we would have all seen that coming. We called it so if they would have caged him up, it would have been so in your face. We all saw that coming. So how else do you do it? You right. absorb his power, you leave him to live simply as a mortal. So honestly, the only way they could have done it is having Jack consume the power of Chuck and not killing him because it prevents, again, one of the big problems with this showrunner is unnecessary last minute retcons of established lore. Right. We know that God is needed for the balance. They reminded us as well. So if you kill God, now we have the darkness and the God equation. Do we kill Amara? Will the audience be okay with us killing Amara as well. Um, you got to make decisions that fit within the theme of your show. If your show is about empathy, love, and kindness, which is what Sam and Dean are, right? Then you can't simply destroy Amara and shrug and say, fuck her. So how are they going to fix this? Well, let's absorb the power. Well, you neutralize the threat. So it, it works. And they clearly watched the last episode of Avatar, The Last Airbender. <laughs> and and numerous other things. I right. mean, absorbing power isn't necessarily anything new. I mean, I, I saw that in, in Heroes like 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's another one. So it's not necessarily anything new or unique. But it fits for what they've established as a necessary element. Yeah. You can't just wipe one of these pieces away. And perhaps Jack absorbing Amara as well and that she's okay you know now they're essentially one they're in harmony they're essentially living as how Amara had pitched her plan to Chuck let's be one let's yeah. be the true balance let's be what we should be, should have been this entire time and I do think that's what the writers were intending with that that this is a balance this is how it should have been and I think that's why Jack they have him say the same statement that he will remove himself from Earth's story. That's a smart play. That's not... That's the exact opposite of what Chuck did. Chuck Chuck's trying to involved. be 
hands-on. It was his own downfall. It was why things kept getting shittier for the Winchesters. It was why things were the way they were because he had to be involved. That narcissism, that petulant child that I always win, so I'm going to do what I want to do, fuck you attitude, which still comes across in spades. Yeah, Miss Monkey says they also deconstructed the show to the point that they really couldn't use all the good things other showrunners had left for them. We've been saying for a while now, Dab reuses things redoes things that other showrunners have done and does and kind of does them dirty. This whole story with Chuck is essentially season 11 Chuck, except it's told through a different perspective rather than it being from a kind hearted God wanting to reset because he's afraid he's afraid well, of the his failures. Well, the darkness destroy everything and I was screw up. And being convinced by one of his allies, Metatron, to not destroy what he loves, but, you know, make it work, make peace. Instead, you have... The same version, but slightly different through a dirtier lens. Dad, that's what he's done. Every single season he has done is literally something we've seen before from another showrunner, just done slightly different. He hasn't really blazed new trails. No. Well, then the ones that were started were unfortunately abandoned. Yeah. The best thing that he has done is Jack. And that's why, in my opinion, I feel like ultimately this show, this episode is okay in my book. Yeah. Because what did he do? He lived up to his his setup of Jack and Kaz. He justified Kaz's decision to leave him alive. To save Kelly Klein and mm-hmm. Jack. Jack is the one who essentially hands Sam and Dean a win. So because of that, because that is not arguably, that is Dab's run. Dab's entire run is Jack. Yep. And because he finished that successfully, ultimately this episode stands up for me. I don't disagree. Never mind the things that have fallen off the back of the wagon mm-hmm. because Dab overpacks his wagon because he has a lot of peanut butter and a lot of meatballs and sandwiches. sandwiches and things on that wagon. It doesn't have room for writing tools. <clears throat> And they all just fall off the back. (laughs) Stupid. But at least he did right by his concept. I mean, you're you're not wrong. I I mean, in in all reality, his entire run was making us believe that Jack could be more powerful and, and, and somehow do what he did in this episode. And... And, and I, I definitely agree with you, Mike. I feel like I never once have not liked Jack. I think Jack was one of one of, if not my favorite characters, the last couple seasons. Um, so to have him fulfill his destiny and to, like you said, make good on his run with this probably his biggest Dab's biggest win being Jack, is is vital. It makes this episode worth it. It makes the ending believable. Um, in supernatural, obviously when, when I say believable, I think you guys know what I mean. Right. Um, no, I thought you meant for real, like, like right. For real, like for real. real life. Yeah. So yeah. like, if you're listening, Jack, can you please help people sign up to our Patreon and, and also how so we can Ryan stay? finally come. Yes. For the love of God, <laughs> for love of you. Can I please, please come once. Um, but Get all that over <laughs> my fist. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I, um, I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree, Mike. I, I think that, you know, I, I, 
I, in the last couple episodes, I've been able to kind of look past certain things for the bits that we have gotten that are are really good. And I the the scene with, you have to look at what Dab Dab's main story is, and yes. I and I know that's asking people to do that's a, a lot. lot. It's asking a lot. Unfortunately, Dab's a very messy showrunner, and there's a lot of things that are just left on the table and things that are just kind of ended for no reason. But ultimately he did what he set out to do, which was about Jack, the writers having Jack make the decision to remove himself from Earth's story. I also feel is a smart call. He will be hands off as he put it. And it essentially removes him from the board. Like Carver did with Chuck in season 11 it makes sense because like Jack said, we've seen what happens when God places himself into the story. Plus, if Jack is hands on, would that no would that not go against true free will if he's interfering with people's lives? Yes. That might be the one thing that I liked the most from that whole thing is that with Jack being in charge, they wouldn't be free and removing himself from the board. It's like rebelling against the evil king. Yeah. And you finally won your freedom and you're still asking for the king's help after you defeated him. Right. And you need to have your free will. If you really want it to feel what it's like but, to be let off the hamster wheel and to live truly free, then having Jack at your side, doing everything for you, bringing back loved ones, doing this and doing that, that's not really free will. Yeah, but I mean, here, okay, so you're looking at it as like, they have Jack, hey, Jack, can you uh, get me a sandwich? And then he just fucking snaps it into existence. That's what Dean wanted. The <laughs> Dean's face was like, we have, we need to start talking to people. People are going to have questions. Can you imagine if you introduced the world to God? Well, they, yeah. I, I'm, I exist, People so would I lose their mind. If you were to bring this down to a grounded element. Which the world of supernatural outside of the supernatural element is a grounded world. We're right. dealing with grounded individuals, people like you and I who go about their daily business without knowing anything of the supernatural. If someone was to say, I'm God, and they show God magic, Chaos. 90% God of the world would go insane. I'd be like, Yo, there's entire books. I forgot the author that wrote an entire book about this. The reason why God really? shouldn't exist. It's because people wouldn't even know what to do. People would lose faith in everything. Yeah. Well, I, and I think it works for that whole team free will aspect that we I, talked about for so long with the gamblers episode with, with taking some of that look, away. If that destroyed free will, it destroyed so much of the show core value of the show. So having him know that he had to leave them, and leave that whole part of his life behind in order to give them and everybody what they had been fighting for this whole time. I do think that work well, worked. We've all wa- we've all read Watchmen. Okay. Yeah. Look at, look at the God figure in that, in that graphic novel. He left earth yeah, because he didn't want anything to fucking do with people. Because well, people it's suck. It's because Mike's right that people would lose their shit. People would yep. stop living. People would be, what do you want me to do? How can I make you happy? What's my purpose? What did he say? I don't want people praying to me. I don't want people sacrificing to me. Yeah. And that's exactly what they would do if they yeah. found out God was real. Exactly. And I think that was a pretty well handled bit. I think that it was one of my favorite moments, honestly. That decision. It was well done made sense and while it did disappoint sam and dean i think they understood they knew yeah they knew that that had to be what happened because that was the whole 
philosophy behind why they were fighting Chuck in the first point to have that free will. And if you don't have that as, as painful as it might be, because I know so many fans were upset that he didn't just bring Castiel back, but that's interfering with that shit. And from a thematic element, I do think as painful as it is, that makes sense. Yes. There's the issues of how he left the previous episode and, you know, COVID and affecting things and all that stuff, but it really, had to happen. I really wanted to see, because I thought it would be funny, as he disappears, I really wanted Dean to look to like the left and someone saw him disappear. Like, the just, fuck? Holy shit, what the hell? Like, Zoinks? It's done not. Yeah, I would have been like, I think it would have been funny as fuck. I think, though, it made sense. And in the end, Dean and Sam understood why. Yeah. As painful as it was, they understood why Jack he had, to go. had to go. Yeah. It's the only way it worked. Someone disappeared. I just wanted to see you Dean. You want to look- see him see someone Yeah, disappear. dude. Like, I-, I wanted Dean to look over and, like, someone watched Jack disappear. And, oh, like- Andy, someone just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, that would, dude. I would have. That would have been funny. Him trying to explain it. Not, not really. I mean, dude, don't <laughs> <No>. write. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Jesus, you. Can I write the spoof episode? Dude, stop. Okay, the show's over. Dad's not going to steal from you anymore. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he might. He's gonna. He's gonna be on Resident Evil. So. Yeah, maybe not for this show, but he's for a one. First episode, someone's gonna disappear in front of someone. <laughs> That's a zombie. <laughs> Don Knotts is going to come back from the dead. <laughs> this doesn't make sense, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out because like Dab, Chuck was a petty villain and Dab will be, we'll see how petty he gets in his new thing. Mm. So well, when it lasts one season, we'll know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to troll it. <laughs> <laughs> just make a Twitter account. Just make a Twitter Just to troll Andrew Flabs. I wrote this episode. <laughs> I wrote this episode. Uh, I stole it from season three of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your idea for uh, your Resident Evil? Yeah, it was Resident Evil the movie. <laughs> so I made it worse. Alice, uh, I got Mila Jovovich. I deconstructed uh, Resident Evil the movie, which uh, most people agree they liked it. So I'll rework it <laughs> and then make it shitty. <laughs> Fade in sandwiches. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, I hope the opening scene is like a subway. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. That's great. So, speaking of villains, Chuck. Yes. Dab. Yes. What? Basically. Now, every villain up to this point had an element of a saving grace, something that we understood their agenda. I think no better than Lucifer was in seasons one through five. The, the, one who you could easily see where he was coming from with what we knew about the world at that time. That was what made him so compelling was that he was right and that you could see why he wanted to do things the way he did. Right. You had Castiel in season six doing what he thought was right, but despite the means you've had Dick Roman less. So he's just a dick, frankly, but Mike's favorite. You had Metatron doing things because he was trying to fill the power void, become the new God. You, each character, Amara as well, has had moments where we understood their agenda, whether it was evil or immoral. There was something. It made sense. It, it made sense in a way of like, okay, that, that I endured. Can under, yeah, I can understand 
this a little bit. I mean, okay, so you had Yell Lies. He he was a radical, a, a radical, true believer. Right. He had a Faith. daughter and a son that worked with them, Meg Masters and um, the other guy that died. Yeah, that other Tom. It, I they, think. they had a thing. Every villain had, even if it wasn't a saving grace, it was, I, I get what you're fighting for. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Chuck is just a petty child. Yep. The ultimate villain is is just petty. And we see that in spades throughout this episode. What I mean, did he really want for himself? Like every other villain also wanted once, something. Once there something. was something they wanted. They wanted to bring back about, you know, hell on earth. Hey, that's great for them. Mm-hmm. To them, that's paradise on earth. Everyone wanted something that they felt would be better. Chuck, all he wanted was to be entertained. He's a kid with the magnifying glass fucking with the ants. That's all he wanted is yeah. he wanted us to dance for him. He's, Which honestly, does that make him the most evilest of all villains? Yeah, close. it could easily because like you said, the others at least wanted something. Even Dick Roman just wanted to eat and survive. You know, the Leviathans wanted to survive and populate on, on earth and prosper. Amara wanted revenge from her brother, Lucifer wanted to wipe out humanity. Like each one of them has something that you can understand and they want something. Chuck is truly just a kid trying to cause pain for his own sick glee and entertainment. And and that's why I feel like the version of this Chuck, which we've already seen in season 11 Carver's run, essentially the same character wanting to destroy what he created for reasons. Nicole brings up a great point. She says in the Patreon chat, that the other villains were complex and not just evil. Yeah. Yeah. And Chuck he's, is a bit superficial. He was more complicated in season 11. Yeah. He was going through this whole, like, I don't want to kill people. Like he was writing a story. Well, he was, he was he working failed, so like hard. A failure. Yep. Yes. He was working so hard to be a success and to write the best story. And he just wasn't getting there. He was uh, forced to confront his sister, who was a threat, he had to look at someone in the eyes that he had cast into a prison for eons, someone he actually cared about. That's what made it even more painful is that he actually cared about her. Yeah. But wanted to lock her away because she was destroying what he loved. So even if we would have taken that route with Chuck and we just would have doubled down, for season 15, mm-hmm. it just would have, in my opinion, rather than, than just sheer evilness, it would have worked better to have some type of sympathy for the devil, essentially. Right. You know, and I and I do, and I'm a little conflicted, possibly, because him just being simply evil, okay. I still don't like that, but. I, I, we've never liked it. We've we understand it. what they're doing. Yeah. That he's just a, a shit. And they sum it up very well. In one particular scene, Th- this whole version of them being the only things on earth and him just using them as play toys is very much uh, this short story. I have no mouth and I must scream or that entire like the kid with the crazy psychic power sends people to the cornfield episode of Twilight Zone where he's destroyed all of reality and everyone's just a play thing to him. We get that here with the mayhem and the destruction when Dean finds the dog that he spared just to be cruel. What a fuck. And he just does that like wave in the cornfield, basically the field. It it was a total cock move and everyone felt that one. I think that was the, 
the climax of Chuck's cruelness, his cruelty. Yeah. After he's taken everything from them, destroyed their lives. That just taking the dog, that little bit of hope from Dean. Yeah. It's probably the worst thing we've ever seen a villain do. Dude, that was in Supernatural. That was rough. You fucking asshole. I've never hated Chuck so much. Yeah. Dude, it was that was Don't say it again. There were some dick moves. I mean, manipulating the love that Lucifer and Michael still have for him, despite knowing how much of a shit he was. Yeah. He's without a doubt the worst of the villains of the show. Well, again, because everybody else wanted something or. I mean, even Eve just wanted her kids alive. She didn't want you killing. (laughs) I mean, she didn't even start that. Castiel did. And Crowley. Right. But Chuck has manipulated lied, killed people, erased realities, tricked people, deceived his way throughout the entire thing, 15 seasons. And despite it all, he still didn't learn a goddamn thing. And that, and that's why I feel like ultimately just taking him, his power and leaving him powerless. I think that's the best thing you can do to something like that. It is the most cruel and deserving punishment of someone who is a total cuck, and I'm also glad they used the word cuck in the, in this episode, um, to take away his power, take away his, basically the power for him to be vindictive and to be petty, and basically leave him stranded in the middle of nowhere, where now he has to end his days and die like a human being, and grow old and, and grow all old and die. Yeah. That is the most fitting way for him to to come to his demise that I could ever have seen. And honestly, that was probably my favorite part of the entire episode. Well, it was just a fitting way to wrap up 15 years and say, this is the big, big, big bad. Yep. This guy is the one that caused it all. Well, now he gets to live through the misery that he put so many other people through. Yeah. The of ignoring prayers and no one's coming to help him and having to figure out this painful world on his own a world that we only get through because of the people and the connections and the loved ones we have he has no one no one coming for him and it is that you it, it's the only way you could have punished him defeating him with with killing him brought up all kinds of other issues and locking him away we could all probably sit there and think well how long is that going to last he's not really defeated it's always a looming threat this I think thematically worked. I thought it was a very apt way to defeat someone who had to take away the the toys of someone who had always seen everyone and everything is nothing more than his source of entertainment. My only question is, is it really that wise to leave Chuck free? No. And that's one Listen, thing that, leave him yeah. alive, but put him someplace because well, this he, guy is God. Well, what, you didn't take his memory away. He literally created everything. He knows every spell. He knows every spell. He knows where everything's hidden. Every he can, weapon. He every... can find a way to power himself up and become a threat again. Like, okay, that you, is you a logic consistency that I had a lot of internal anger. Not anger, but like, well, okay, hold on. Because he knows where every tablet is. He knows where every... Now, this might be one of those we have to read through the lines again. Because if he is just a normal person, has he no longer the mental capacity 
of yeah. an, a deity that was all knowing. Maybe reading Maybe. certain things, but he knows where things are at. Unless I mean, <sighs> yeah. I, I'm sorry, you don't just lose your memory. Or is that a backdoor pilot possibility for why he comes back? Later I don't want him to come back things. unless he's dead. Comes back dead. He just comes back. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm down with Chuck. Yeah. I'm like Ryan now, seven years ago. Fuck Chuck. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're on the same page with me now. Yeah. Wow. Fucking time. Well, and so that was a major question of, because Sam and Dean are the kind of people that would keep looking until they find those clues or those hands of God or whatever you, whatever it's may be. So that is definitely a question. Will he potentially still possess or pose a threat as, as one of maybe the greatest wizards of all time? Taking the high road was a good call. I do yeah. like that. I, I like that Sam and Dean did not take Chuck's life, especially because of the way Chuck was begging them to, you know, it was what he wanted in a way. Yeah. Calling Dean the ultimate killer. And yeah. And then the fact that they refused to kill him. I like that because that was them being free of his control because those are the roles that he assigned to them. The ultimate killer, Dean. That's something that Dean has been struggling with. Since the mark of Cain? Yeah, for a very long time. And for him to just live up to that, that that's that's why I liked it. It was them standing up and making a, a statement like, no, those are your names you yeah, gave to us. Is, that's what you us. wrote for us. This is us making our own decision, and our decision is to let you live as a mortal. Well, and once again, it was like when they told Zachariah to fuck off. And they wouldn't follow destiny or God's plan then. He wanted that here, and they didn't do it either. And I do think that worked. And that did show their individuality, that he that they wouldn't listen. Which really comes through in spades when Chuck's beating the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> you know, the whole, they keep defying him, they keep getting up, they they never give up. While I had some issues with... <laughs> how long and just like egregious the beating was and the editing on that. I liked the idea. I liked what it was saying that they don't give up, that they'd keep getting up and defying what he said. But I do. But wonder, it was more than that. You you get that right. Like it was more than just how they defy him at that moment and how they always do what they want. It was a metaphor literally for all the hits they have taken. Yeah. Since yeah. they were born, their life has been, this on a course yep. that's why i love that scene it was them just taking those hits continually continually and continually fighting and not gonna lie i teared up a bit when sam and dean you know used each other to kind of they lifted each other oh, up that was yeah. such face. a good part, jesus dude. man i got i got a little emotional not gonna yeah. lie it worked i mean especially when chuck and tell me. If, okay, so, okay. Did you read this? Yeah, dude. I thought that might have been where we were going and at I, one I point. I fucking wanted it to. I know. I wanted them, I wanted them to beat Chuck by Chuck turning. Not good, but noticing that his they, defeat. They couldn't stop. He could. Like he his defeat is in yeah. that he can't change them. Yeah. yeah. That's the true defeat. Yeah. Because when he said, guys, come on, stay down, they, a part of me, and I don't know if you interpret this differently, it felt like for a moment he did feel for them. He's all, guys, enough. This is done. Well, so there's two things there. One, I thought he felt for them because it felt like he's like, guys, come on, give up. It didn't feel vindictive. It felt almost like he just wanted them to 
to bend the knee and they still wouldn't do yep. it. And he started he to feel to, pathetic and he was like trying to break them. And I, I thought we were going there either on Chuck's behalf or I thought we were going to have Amara show up at that point. I thought we were going to have a replay of Swan song where Lucifer is beating the shit out of Dean and he didn't give up. So Sam from inside took over. I thought Amara was going to take over and control Chuck at that point. Because she sees what he's doing to them. He sees her connection to Dean should have mattered at that point. So I, I and thought, also, I mean, maybe she yeah. saves himself. She, cause she loves her brother. That too. She there comes, was all the reasons she's for that able to, to break free because she wants to save him from the himself, monster. He's becoming that she actually senses that he does care for them. What are you doing? Are you that petty? Are you that stubborn? That's all my mind was going right to that. Like, yeah. Finally, the dude fucking cares. Well, and that would have been a, a very nice homage to Swan Song in a way with Amara stopping it where, where f- the gods can learn from f- these humans about how to be better. And I thought we were going there. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Uh, it would have been it would have been so fucking strong. And you could have still <sighs> you yeah, could have you could have still taken his power. You still could have done that to have that last bit because we know we know enemies of Sam and Dean have always admired them. Yeah. Have always said, geez, you guys just keep coming. And to have them truly defeat Chuck the way that they've always defeated people. Yeah. By sheer will. And they actually win him over. And that would have made him less of a villain at the end. Yeah. Like it would have been. I get frustrated, but yeah, we're, we're not writing the show. We're not. It's what's it's yeah, is what it is. So, yeah, I thought they were going to go there, but instead we have him be a total dick to <laughs> to Michael and Lucifer. I was once again. I was so not upset about in terms of writing. I was just so annoyed. I'm like, God, Chuck, now you're killing your own son. That I mean, this guy is awful. It does still bother me. Like, I know where we're at. I get it. But it still bothers me that he's just such a, yep, just killing people. Low-hanging fruit. Kill so, my sons. Don't give a shit. Like, so am I the only one that, that noticed, and I don't know, I may be wrong here, but when they set up the bowl to, and, the, and the, the book to do the ritual, yeah, was that the same area that the house when they were Jack actually was created. It looked like it. Yeah. I think it looked so. like the exact same area. So I don't know if that was they, done they on purpose. Probably couldn't do a whole lot of location scouting during yeah. Corona. So I, I don't know if that was done on purpose or if that was done, you know, not, I, I, I'm, I'm curious, but I was like, man, this looks so familiar. I'm pretty sure that's where Kelly's little house thing was where she gave birth to Jack. And I just thought that was interesting. I don't, again, I don't know if that was on purpose, but. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain. Um, Michael and Lucifer, let's talk about that for a bit, because this is something that it was weird. I like the idea of it. I didn't like how it came about. There was a lot of complaints about this aspect of the episode, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad it happened because we needed some wrap up. With that, one of my major questions until this point was what happened with Lucifer having been awoken in the empty in season 14? 
is he just fucking around in there? Are him and Cass going to play Canasta on weekends now that they're both awake? Did the empty make him go back to sleep and snuff him? If that's the case, why didn't it do that to Cass way back when? So while it didn't, I, I am glad that he showed up for that aspect, that he returned and we got an answer there, although it was a bit ham-fisted, a bit really contrived some of the events in that aspect. But in the end, I like that we have Michael and Lucifer, despite everything else being gone, still have to fight in these same robotic patterns, still being who they are to their core, betraying people as Lucifer, ultimate daddy's boy as Michael. They, despite all their power, despite all their abilities are not as good frankly as sam and dean they fall into the same habits they still are trying to make dad happy who does i mean lucifer himself calls michael a cuck but it's like dude what do you think you are the same <laughs> like what are you doing here why would you help him and that doesn't exactly make logical sense but i at least was glad that we got some of that salute that ending between those two of them and, you know, there, there's, there is one thing that we can say that Dab did improve upon from the first time around that it was done. And that was the Michael V. Lucifer fight from season 13. This fight was better, right? You I know. know? Oh, there I, was I, teleporting I, and yes. Kamehameha waves. Dude, I've never seen so many Hadoukens thrown. Only when I'm playing against you Bob know? and Street Fighter. We didn't use a wire fighting team. I count that as a uh, win. God, I forgot about that. I literally sat there watching that and I was so shocked that Michael says thanks for the knife. Where the fuck did you get that dude? But kills Lucifer like just by teleporting and Lucifer talks shit point blank rage stabbing range and dies immediately. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? It's still better than the wire fighting. It was, I, I, that was one of my, like that fight. That was one of the worst parts about that fight was the wire fighting. And, and I'm, I am happy that they didn't go that route for this one. And it was it was a good fight. I mean, it it should have been longer. It should have been more. It should have been more. It should have been more. But I like more of what it said that despite how many times they've been given chances, they still fall back into their old ways. They cannot change. They're not Sam and Dean. They really are the characters that Chuck has written for them. The brother versus brother, the betrayer and the dutiful son. It's a nice contrast to Sam and Dean and the choices they make in this same episode. So I thought that worked. Now, Luce, the thing with Lucifer, though, is that I think he worked in season 11. I liked what they did with him in season 11. But in the same time, he probably should not have been brought back after season five. Yeah, well, because people... Well, there were quite a bit of complaints about the entire bit. And yeah. I mean, it's not well. Lucifer's not really Lucifer. He doesn't act like him. I'm like, well, yeah, he hasn't acted like Lucifer since season, season five. five. So they should never have brought him back to begin with. Maybe a little bit in the beginning of 11. And since that point, he's been a bit adrift with more of a nihilistic flair opposed to any plan or strategy. He feels like he's been treated unfairly, slighted, neglected, hated and loved. So, I mean, at this point, who's to say that Lucifer or what Lucifer is really about? Because he's been used in so many different ways throughout the years. It's anyone's guess. So them using him in this moment to 
do what he did and side with Chuck. I mean, there really isn't enough evidence to say he wouldn't do that because he literally does anything. And he still wants dad's love, you know, and even Michael, you could argue, makes sense because the element, as we saw earlier this season, that kept him sane, level headed, empathetic was Adam. With Adam gone, he doesn't have that anymore. He doesn't have a conscience or a voice of reason or a soul anymore guiding his decisions. That's why that worked for me as well. And again, I do agree with what you said a few moments ago. Yeah, that entire, for me, the episode was really strong. It was a 97, maybe a 95% episode until it hit the halfway point between, not the halfway point, halfway between the third and the fourth act when it got really plot gimmicky. You had Lucifer pop up. You had Michael pop up. You had a Reaper pop up. You turned her to death. It just felt so gimmicky and it got so convoluted when it didn't really need to get that convoluted. So when you have what you're given, and that's why I kind of give it a pass, because even though I didn't like how it was all convoluted and it was definitely written, (laughs) not great, that last bit there, but everything that people were doing made sense based on who they are. And that's what I was looking at more than anything, because, again, going right back to what I said at the top of the show and what I've said every episode since we came back from coronavirus. Dab didn't really do a lot in the planning stages, and he has given his writers assignments and he's not really giving them enough to do. Or I should say enough to work with. Yeah. And because of that. These writers are forced to scramble. And well, they make have to make it up themselves. Nothing. I mean, the Lucifer part is a perfect example of that. The idea. I like that Lucifer came back because it answered a question I had. I like that him and Michael fought because I always wanted that to not be the wire fighting as the final moment. I like that he showed up in the end because you needed to have him really in the final episode. Well, we I need felt. to get rid of Adam as well. I, so. I didn't like how things went down. They need to bring closure. But Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner had to do something. They had to bring closure to these elements. The fact that Lucifer just snaps his fingers and can kill death all of a sudden makes no fucking sense with established canon. Unfortunately, the showrunner hasn't. He's stronger than him. Yeah. He had to bind him in season five. Maybe it takes time for them to get powerful. But again, that's more than a newborn. Or maybe Chuck brought him back and made him super powerful because he wanted him to fight death or something. Well, see, see, it's all a lot of reading between the lines that Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming had to make up themselves because the showrunner checked the fuck out. Can you guys can you guys imagine being like a young actress and they're like, all right, so we're going to have you come in and play a reaper and that reaper that turns into death. So you're you're going to get your own new sickle. You're, you're going to get your own sickle, and it's going to be super cool. Can you imagine then finding out that once that happens, you just get snapped out of existence? So, so how about this? Hey, Mark Pellegrino, we want you to come back. All right, cool. What am I going to do? You're going to get stabbed again, and you're going to die again. In like uh, two scenes. Oh, Cool. I'm there. Awesome. Can't wait to do it. That The whole execution of that whole bit really bothered me because look, look. I'm expecting too much. But for what I got, you know. Everything... And how they introduced it is fine if it would have been three or four episodes prior. Had it been the entire, that's the, that's that's, the biggest thing, That's what I thing, keep dude. saying over and over all season. What you just did is great, but this is multiple season t- or multiple episodes, episodes. type scenario. Yeah. Why the fuck am I watching Mrs. Doubtfire's cousin nail a picture of her captors to a tree in which she lives in the forest? Okay. 
when, Jesus. when you have an entire season's worth of content in the last three episodes. It felt like I was watching Snatch or Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels or Ocean's Eleven or Scooby-Doo, those last few moments, because they had a strategy. They had a plan. Yeah. And what we were doing when you weren't looking, Chuck. <laughs> what we were doing, you when you weren't looking, omnipotent God, who set up the last <laughs> whole trick so because I said to Amara, I wrote this and have always been watching. So what really happened was <laughs> absorbing power while you weren't looking. Meanwhile, while you're fighting and still not looking with your eyes, we stole your power. So dumb. He literally destroyed every other world. There was nothing else to watch or distract him. You guys are, are you putting too much thought in this? Hold on, hold on. I think, I think uh, Brad Pitt's character from Ocean's Eleven helped write this. Hold on, I'm eating, I'm his character, I'm eating something. (laughs) It's a, it was a heist at the very end. You think we need more episodes? All right, we'll get more episodes. Is Matt Damon in this? <laughs> well, someone pickpocketed the entire line of logic. Matt Damon. Yeah. I, so it's one of those. I liked things for what I got with where I knew we'd be. Yeah. With what I can expect at this point. Right. That's probably. And, and as we said several episodes ago, it's been an honor to play with you all on this ship. And I'm just enjoying the parts that I can. Yeah. And that's why I say Jack is the best part of Dab's run because it was the most consistent. It's the only thing that's finished. Can you imagine if we never had a Jack? There would be no nothing. There'd be nothing. That would keep all of these seasons of Dab's together. It'd be just random. Yeah. So listen, I got what I wanted. There are questions. And I don't know if we're going to get them answered. Yeah, maybe. I have a list of questions, dude. Okay, go through your list. I was going to save that for the final episode to, see, to give them the chance to solve everything. Okay, well, here's my questions that I'm hoping will be answered. What makes Sam and Dean special? Mm-hmm. Is it just them? Well, that'd be a reason, right? Right. What about the occultum and the Garden of Eden? Yep. Angels and the heaven scenario? Has that been resolved? I'm assuming Jack fixing things. I guess. Okay. And then the universes. Have they been brought back as well when Jack brought everyone back? Now, the last two, at this point, the angels who gives two shits. Right. Yeah. They haven't been a thing for two years now. The universes, I can kind of just shrug and say, yeah, they're probably back. If that's what Jack did was bringing everyone back. But Sam and Dean being special, I'm almost okay with that not being answered. And leaving it as something to explore in later seasons. Yeah. Maybe that could be the backbone of a myth arc. Uh, but the occultum and the garden of huge. Eden. That's, that's a, so fucking huge to me. Dude. If they don't answer that. That's awful. That'll be fucking unforgivable to me. Because that brought up some. Who's the girl? What's the snake? Are they more powerful than God? Do they create souls? I thought only Chuck could do that. Yeah. I'm going to go into my questions now. That's stuff that has to be answered. Yes. The stuff that I still have questions about. Yeah. Questions well, that have to be answered or just questions? These are just questions that I wish that, that I've that I've just been writing as I think about that because I would have liked to see these. I remember when season five ended and when season 11 ended. I Season five, I had one question. And that was what happened to the Antichrist kid? Which I know it's just essentially he just disappears forever and he fucks off. 
in season 11, there were more questions, but there was more seasons coming. And that was kind of an end, but it was still moving to somebody else. So I gave it a little bit more of a pass. But in this, some of the questions I still have are, what was with Eve in purgatory? Why was she interested in Castiel? Did Cast truly then escape? I thought something just smited all the Leviathans. We know he doesn't have that kind of power. So what was that about? What happened to heaven? Is it still in shambles? Uh, what happened to Kevin? Is he doomed to be a vengeful spirit? Or did Billy put him back when she was trying to do her thing? Does Chuck He's just or, or ghost. Does Jack... That's a spinoff. That's... Ghost what was Kevin. the deal with the red-eyed crossroads? Kevin, where he gets in trouble and we watch him every episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ghost Kevin, where he <laughs> is running away from Dahmer. What? He's in hell. Oh. Yeah. Does... Jesus, dude. What about that red crossroads, red eyes crossroads demon, Zach, who kidnapped the murder girl in episode 15? What was that about? Do demons no longer make deals because of Rowena's whole thing? Oh, if they the can make deals, then why okay, is he even able to be summoned? Those aren't, those like, things these are, are annoying, but they're not things that are vital no, to No, and I said show. these are just my, I want to know. This is Thomas adding up a pile of things that he wants to be answered that'll never be answered because the show's over. Are there any more canids that had gotten through the rift, or was it just that one? Okay, now, Who knows? Not the writers. Who cares? Ditto, Mark. These questions are like, just, I don't know is, about this. And the dude. biggest one, what the fuck happened to our Bobby? Now, okay, that's better. <laughs> the other ones were YouTube comments. No, those were those were Thomas just No, it's wanting, just my thoughts yeah. that no one else cares about. Nobody else gives a shit. But for me, the biggest one is what happened to our Bobby. We still have the angels coming in all menacingly, like, Listen, you fucked our up. our Bobby was locked away. Okay, that's it. That's, that's it. The only thing that needs to be answered is the Garden of Eden. That is true. Truthfully, the things that need to be answered, the Garden of Eden, what makes Listen, Sam and Dean so special? Thomas, you're expecting Dab, who's a, who's, a, who's a D-grade student. <laughs> to show his work. To show his work and get 100 out of 100 correct. At best, we're going to get 50 out of 100 if he studied. Guys. So Guys, if he studied. If, if he gets one answer right. I just want him to answer the garden because that answer is the goddamn question. That's a big deal. The yeah. garden of Eden. Guys, yeah. Guys, the show's over. It changed the direction that was of the show. Dude. It changed the direction of the show with Jack. It granted him his soul back. You yeah. can't just say, oh, it was a snake. Don't worry about it. It wasn't the devil. Now, either. let's say they want to leave some mystery for other shows, other seasons. Okay, leave the mystery, but you still got to bring some type of closure to that. There's a way to do that yeah. without giving away all the goods. They don't have to because it's stab. But that's it. That's the only qu- big, big Those question. are the real questions, yeah. So. Yeah, and how, and, and my last question is, you know, what What size is uh, Dab's feet, really? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Fucking Miss Monkey. <laughs> I'm going to be using I mean, that one now. All right. So so final thoughts. I, I'll, I'll just go. And also, what point. happens when Sam and Dean's luck runs out? Now that they uh, don't have God luck. Yeah. Now that are no, they just no wanna, longer special? I just want you guys to read uh, Linderhill. I never thought I'd say this, but listen to Ryan. What are you saying, Ryan? The show's over. Give, give it up. Like, I, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I know it's funny. Like, the that's, show that's is never over. The show's over. You're not yeah. going to, we have one episode left. I know you guys want answers to these questions, and Thomas might have a fucking heart attack if he doesn't get them, but unfortunately, you're not going to get an answer for it. 
What if we hack into the writing room? <laughs> so wait, we're going to hack in, and here's what I'm going to do. I'll rappel down. You're rappelled. I'm the car it, guy. It's, it's, I'm isn't the it car attempt- guy. I'm going to drive you guys there, and I'm also the getaway driver. Well, you are, so you're going to crash us looking for your chapstick. You know, maybe Thomas Again. should be the getaway driver, because he's too big to fit in any doorways, you know, and he's I too loud I can't handle technology walks. to give Ryan the clues of which way to go in the yeah. building. You have to read the blueprints off the laptop. I'll drive the car so I won't look for chapstick and nearly kill us. And Ryan will sneak in. So I just, look, I understand. I, know. I get, Trust me, guys. I get it. Fucking, I totally agree. But unfortunately, we just kind of have to look at it as none of that shit's going to get answered. It's a venting one. exercise I, for me. I'm aware. I know. But I'm just I'm, saying. I'm not that, upset. I'm just I, saying the Garden of Eden should definitely be answered. Yeah. Yeah. No, if anything, that's the only question well, I really when, want when, to know. Actually, I'm actually positive. When Jensen brings the show back in two years under his own thing. And it's much better. He has a uh, running list of all the things Dab messed yes, up. And he's going to just knock them all out in the Called first Called the season. Dab messed up list? No, he's going to wreck That's it all. the title. Yeah. <laughs> the Dab messed up. Dab, so. Dab saw him working on it during the last few episodes of the uh, of shooting. He's all, <laughs> Save Doc on the hey, desktop. I, I, I noticed he had a, uh, a name of a document inside of uh, Dab messed up. What, what's that all about? Just, just wondering. No hot feelings. He's good. good. What does that mean? Good. <laughs> All right, so if you were to rate this episode, Thomas, if you were, just do it. What would be your RMD score if you were hypothetically? And, oh, and man. take out your your a B minus. If score RMD score, he doesn't have yeah he an, said B an eighty, an eighty to an eighty five. Okay, and what about you, Ryan? I I I'm, I would say probably an eighty five. I, I I liked this episode. I liked the question. I liked that we had things answered. I liked the way the direction they went with Jack. I did like that. Um, I think the scene with with Dan, Sam Dean and Jack in the middle of the road was perfect. Um, with all of them kind of accepting the role, and also to the way Jack kind of did his like the way he waved at them the first time he saw him, kind of thing. Yeah, I did enjoy that. So, um, yeah, I, I, eighty five. I enjoyed this episode. I would probably give it the exact same grades between 84 yeah. and 86. Yeah. So it was so good. It was around there. Yeah. The thing is like Eugenie Ross Lemming and Brad Buckner didn't do a bad job. Once again, I just want to end the show with this, Thomas. The writers are doing the best they can. Oh dude. Yeah. They literally have back braces on by carrying the season. Let's be completely honest. Yeah. Imagine if we had. Yeah. You know what? No, Ryan's yeah. right. The show's yeah. over. It's just, it just stopped. Just stop. Unfortunately, I know what you guys want to do. Just fucking stop. Because unfortunately, it's over. There's one episode left, and it's going to be a filler episode. And I'm going <laughs> to. I can't believe that's the statement. It's not a filler episode. It's going to be a filler it episode. Be. It's not a filler episode. It's going to be 85% filler. filler episode. And then the, the, last, the, 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 the last revelation will be in the last 10 minutes. You watch. <laughs> Who's coming back? What'd you say? Bobby Yaga. <laughs> So just so you guys know, that's what I enjoyed happen. it for what I can expect at this point. You know, um, I really do hope that this last episode really brings all the feelings that we want and expect as fans. And I do hope it's, I hope Jared's right. I do hope it is something that some people can say was one of the best episodes. From yeah. you. And if it's anything like baby, I'll be happy with that. Listen, this episode gave me emotions. I came so stupid it gave me he what i wanted he didn't come. yeah you know I, I didn't expect brilliant writing because of what we have 
before us for proof from right. Dab. Right. I just want to make sure we got the important aspects moments down, yeah. and we did. Agreed. Ryan, anything else to add? No, nah, man. I, I like I said, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go into this last episode, um, open minded, and expecting to probably have some type of tear. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, I just it's gonna be fairly obvious that this is gonna be a crier for sure. And I'm just going to try to enjoy it. I, yeah. I think I, I think that's the only way you have to look at it. It's the very last episode. I think towards the end of this episode, I was like, shit, dude, this is it. Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck. And then, like, it finally did hit me. Like, because I, I wasn't really, you know, and then the end of this episode, I was like, oh. Wait, what? You wasn't really? Like, you know. And then I was like, you know, oh, what are you, flounder from <laughs> Little Mermaid? Look, dude. Okay, you're. You're the one that's had three strokes this episode. Okay, you have no room to talk to me I about call talking. myself out. Yeah, I'm well aware. Somebody okay. to call an ambulance. This motherfucker's had three three strokes. He might have no brain cells. Left. I just gave up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's well, a difference. Yeah, the show's over. <laughs> so, oh I mean, come on. Um, I I agree, Ryan. I I just want to go into it and enjoy this. I want to be able to enjoy the episode. Yeah. So I think that's what we should all do. I think when we come in and talk about this this episode next week. I think it's more or less going to be more of our swan song kind of like we're going to sit here and probably nerd out. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Jerk. Even though, even though it's, yeah, we're going to have a circle jerk. (laughs) Or (laughs) wow. Oh, there it is. One of two things will happen, but either way, the sentiment is the same. Right. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Goodbye. To do Good this on. show with you guys for the last Goodbye, six years. Take a turn around the bed, you All right. Turn around I can't believe it, dude. Like, next time will be the last new episode. I know. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's a weird feeling right now. <sighs> Shit. That's starting to hit. All right. Well, huh. I want to thank everybody who's listened, who's been a fan so far. And don't miss our discussion on the final episode of Supernatural next week. Thank you all. Have a great night.